You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back to Murder Speaks. I hope everyone's having a great week. So today's real crime story is about 33-year-old Lisa Fine of Galean Township, Michigan. Lisa met Ron at work at the power plant. They were both single parents when they started dating. And they got married in 1995. So they all moved in together the morning of June 30th, 2000. Lisa's husband, Ron, returned home from work around 6.30 a.m., and the house was empty. He noticed the light in the master bedroom was on, and it usually was off, and he noticed the bed was messed up, and Lisa wasn't there. The window in Jacob's room was open, and the screen was busted out, and there was money sitting on the dresser, and Ron's cabinet containing seven guns were undisturbed. Lisa's glasses and contact lenses were there, and Ron knew that she wouldn't have left without one of them. In the basement, there was a mess of dog food, and a rug was out of place. Apparently, Lisa's ex-boyfriend, Frank Spagnola, called the residence as Ron recognized his number on the caller ID. He called at 6.17 a.m., So Ron called him back to see if he knew anything, and he offered to come over, but Ron declined. Ron called the police. He tells police that he left home late afternoon on June 29th to go to work 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. at the Cook Nuclear Facility. Lisa was home with Jacob and Shane the evening of June 29th, 2000. The police searched the area, and they found drag marks in the dirt in the backyard. It looked like Lisa was dragged to a vehicle. The police speak to Lisa's 12-year-old son, Jacob. He was very concerned about where his mother was. He tells police that around 3.30 a.m., loud noises woke him up, and he can hear his mother screaming in her room. The door was open, and he saw his mother wrestling with somebody dressed in black and wearing a black snowmobile helmet. He woke up his 10-year-old half-brother Shane, and he ran back to the bedroom door, but it was closed. He banged on the bedroom door, but there was no response. He heard the sound of tape being pulled off a roll. He tried to call 911. The first time he hung up quickly. The second time the cordless phone would not connect. The boys hid in the bathroom because it had a lock on the door. Then they ripped out the window screen with a pencil and fled to their grandmother's house next door. She didn't call the police because she thought Lisa and Ron were just having an argument. Jacob tells police that he recognized the guy in the snowmobile suit 
Hey, don't forget to check out crystalkiss.com for my murder merch. Cool designs for all of you true crime addicts. If you live in the U.S. and buy three or more items, you'll get free shipping. Use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, and save 15% on your entire order. Check out my YouTube channel, Murder Speaks. The link is in the show notes. As his stepfather, Ron. Numerous friends said that Ron and Lisa had a lot of problems in their marriage. Lisa was a party girl, and Ron didn't like that. But Ron says he was at work all night. The police were able to confirm Ron was at work all night because of his ID card. The police obtained the logs of his ID card, and it was obvious that Ron was at work all night until 6 a.m. The police searched the area behind Lisa and Ron's house. They come across a patch of dirt that looks suspicious, and they find a patch of blue fabric. The next morning, the crime lab comes to look at the area, and they confirmed there was a finger. Her head was wrapped in a towel and a pillowcase and bound with duct tape. They confirmed it was Lisa Fine. She was buried behind her home. The autopsy revealed Lisa died of asphyxiation, and she had blunt force trauma to the side of her head and contusions on her face and left scalp. The duct tape, towel, and pillowcase were sent for testing. Investigators found unknown DNA under Lisa's fingernails. The police find out that Lisa was having an affair with someone by the name of Jeff Roll. He was her son's little league coach. So the police interviewed Jeff, and he admitted to having an affair with Lisa. They were both married and decided to work things out with their spouses. He tells police the day before Lisa went missing, he stopped at a payphone around 10.30 p.m. and called Lisa. Apparently, they stayed friends. The call lasted about 15 minutes. The payphone was about two miles from Lisa's house. So the police speak to Jeff's wife. And she tells police that Jeff was at home all night because she and him slept in bed all night with their sick child. Jeff volunteered to give a DNA sample, and it was not a match to the DNA found under Lisa's fingernails. That ruled him out of the murder. Frank Spagnola was Lisa's ex-boyfriend and the father of her 12-year-old son, Jacob. They had a difficult relationship. Frank would hit her and did mean things to her. Lisa was afraid of him. After they split up, he would park and watch her house. Lisa wanted their son to have a relationship with Frank. The police go and talk to Frank, and he had a long scar on his face. He tells police he got that from shaving. The police ask Frank about his whereabouts the night Lisa went missing. He tells police that he went to the hospital to pick up a check for his mother, then went to the video store, then stayed home all night. The police interview his mom and dad, and they tell police that they heard him taking a shower, but didn't see him again until the morning. Frank had no alibi. They got a DNA sample from Frank, and it was a match to the DNA found under Lisa's fingernails. They got a search warrant for Frank's house, and they found a matching pillowcase with the same manufacturing brand as the one found at the crime scene. 
They also found a matching towel with the same manufacturing as the one found at the crime scene. They found a black helmet that matched the description given to police by his son Jacob. And they found duct tape in his car that matched the one found on Lisa's remains. Lisa and Frank were having a custody battle. The court ordered Frank to pay child support and it would take effect June 30th, 2000, which is the day Lisa went missing. Frank wanted custody of their child and he didn't want to pay child support. Frank was arrested. The police believe Frank went to Lisa's house the night of June 29th, 2000, and he used a spare key to get into the home. He went into Lisa's bedroom, knocked her out with something, and wrapped her head in the towel and pillowcase that he brought with him, dragged her outside, and buried her. During the trial, he pleaded not guilty. However, he was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole. I honestly thought the husband did it. Like, from the very beginning, I'm like, it was the husband. It was Ron. Because it's always the spouse, right? It's always the spouse. <laughs> Usually, it's the spouse. There's no way it could have been the husband because he was at work all night. Maybe it was the guy she was having an affair with. Maybe he was jealous. Obviously, it was Frank Spagnola. I mean, he had a big scar on his face, and he tried to explain that way that he was shaving boy bye that's kind of scar you don't get from shaving i mean everything just made sense everything pointed towards frank spagnola also the fact that he called the house early that morning is almost like he knew exactly when to call like he was trying to call to appear to be this very concerned person i can't imagine the trauma that 12 year old boy is going to have i mean he witnessed his mother being attacked and being murdered. He's going to have nightmares for the rest of his life. That is horrible. That's a horrible thing for a child to go through. Frank Spagnola is exactly where he needs to be. And for everybody who knew Lisa Fine, I'm very sorry for your loss. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Murder Speaks. Hope you enjoyed it. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My socials are in the description notes. Please like and subscribe. Join me again on Motor Speaks. Thanks. Bye.